Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? And welcome to this first interview of 2022. Super excited to be introducing or reintroducing my dear friend, Miss Makosi Candace Pitts. So one, I sound a little sick right now, and um, I am <laughs> I'm recording this intro as the new year begins. And it's really interesting that we're releasing this episode on a holistic approach to goal setting, which is focusing on who you have to be instead of what you have to do. And this concept that sort of turns around or takes traditional goal setting and, you know, turns it on its head in some ways to create a more expansive way to look at things. And, you know, because honestly, when this week started, I was ready to hit the ground running and then I got sick. And I'm I'm realizing that, you know, this episode going live now is very timely because the focus of expansion isn't always about doing. The focus of growth and creation kind of has these ebbs and flows, these seasonal natures to it. And it's not about the hustle. And, you know, I'm taking this time to take care of my body, to rest up, to be with me. But that doesn't mean that I'm slowing down. It doesn't mean that my year is not off to a great start. All that means is that I'm getting to do what my body needs me to do. I'm getting to become who I need to become in this moment. And I hope that's an inspiring reminder for you to step into your year whenever you feel ready to. And Makosi is such a powerful person to help kick off this year with us. I mean, She has one of the strongest energetic sort of presences that I've ever experienced. Better known as the Royal Shaman. She is a a badass, I think, in every way. I mean, she works with highly successful entrepreneurs and visionaries and change makers and and helping them uh, create from a more holistic space, not just hustling all the time, but actually bringing in the more, the softer, the feminine, the more flowy nature of creation And I can't think of somebody more qualified, more perfect to sort of help us kick off this new year with the right attitude, with the right viewpoints on how to create holistically and how to bring in everything you've ever desired from a place of love, from a place of presence, and from a place of connection and compassion for yourself. So whether you are sick like myself as you start the new year or you are actually hitting the ground running, All of it is perfect, and I can't wait for you guys to enjoy this episode. If you haven't already, subscribe to us on iTunes or any of the podcast apps, Spotify, or anything you use to listen to the show. All that means is that every single time we release a new episode, it falls straight into your inbox. Let me know how this episode lands for you. Uh, Tag myself and Makosi on social media. If anything we said resonated, and let us know how you are starting your year, I want to know. And I'm just so grateful to be kicking this year off. This is going to be an amazingly 
you know, I don't know if you guys listened to my yearly reflection last last week, but my 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 word for this year is connection, and it's play, and it's expansion, and infinite possibility. And the more I step into that energy, the more I realize that uh, what Makosi and I talk about on this episode is just so 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 potent and perfect. So enjoy it. But without further ado, here is my dear friend, Miss Makosi Candice Pitts. Enjoy. Yo, 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 what's up everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. Hello, Makosi. Rise. Makosi. Rise. Hey, you know what's kind of funny? Our names have like similar meanings and I just realized that. Well, well, let's unpack that. We can't begin this conversation without unpacking that. Like, literally, I had zero intention saying that, but I was like, wait, we're like mirrors. So what does Makosi mean? So Makosi actually means king. Really? Yes. (laughs) What? Yeah. In what language? Zulu. What? Dude, why have you never told me this? (laughs) I don't know. Okay. Well, that just set the tone for a hell of a conversation. I just adore you. I, 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 I love you as a human being. And in fact, I, when I realized, I was telling you earlier, when I realized that you were going to be the person I was interviewing today, when I realized that, I just got really excited. So I'm super grateful and excited to be diving in. And especially around this time of the year, like it's actually really amazing that you're the first guest interview of the new year. I think that there's... A really interesting energy in the air around sort of new year, new goals, you know, setting intentions for the best year yet. And really, that's like the vibe right now. And I kind of wanted to maybe start with one. Do you set goals? Because you seem like the type of person that just doesn't. And so I'm going to assume you don't. But I would love to hear maybe let's start there. Like, how do you set goals? What do you feel about goals? Give me the whole thing. Yeah, I am a recovering hardcore high achiever (laughs) who had the goals on paper. I had a full mapped out plan of how I'm going to get to the goals. And I got really, really good at goal setting. And what I realized along that exploration was I was limiting myself in so many ways by setting goals, mainly because what I was doing was setting a goal from my mind, from what I think is possible in this period of time, right? Like maybe it's, I set quarterly goals or maybe I set yearly goals. And so I'm literally using what I've seen before and what I believe to be possible to create that goal, right? Well, I am a freaking masterful creator. We all are. And we can create beyond what we currently believe to be possible. And so I realized that along this like incredible spiritual journey that I've been on for how many years? I don't even know at this point. It feels like a lifetime. So no, I don't set goals in the typical way. I do occasionally sit down and think about like, 
hmm, you know, what do I desire to experience next? But what has really worked for me in the past six, seven years is to just play a different game entirely. And so I'm calling this game Euphoric Evolution. And Euphoric Evolution is where maybe there's the way that you could do this is like if you had a goal, instead of focusing on I've got to get to that goal and create a plan to get to that goal, I'm going to focus on evolving myself in such a way where that goal would just be like a natural side effect eventually, right? Whether it's three months, six months, two years, whatever, like eventually that's going to happen. But I'm going to set my quote unquote intention or my goal to play this game where I'm evolving myself in such a way that number one, I can never completely achieve it. Mm. And I also can't fail, right? So let's use an example of how this could look in business. Let's say that you typically would like set a goal of, all right, this quarter we're going to generate, let's just say a million dollars in revenue. So it's fun and it's like yep. a bigger number, right? Yep, yep. yep. We're going to generate a million dollars in revenue. Most people then go to, all right, let's create a plan of how we're going to get to a million dollars. Okay, we need to sell this much of this and then here's the marketing strategy and da-da-da-da-da. Instead, we could say, all right, maybe we're going to sell a million dollars. We take the time off of it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Who would we become? What characteristics would we develop in order to generate a million dollars eventually? Not some, you know, three months, six months, whatever. And so maybe instead you're focused on how do we play the game of getting 100% conversions, right? Like how do we evolve ourselves in such a way where we would have 100% conversions? Well, you're never going to get that, <laughs> right? Like you, you know that you're not going to get that, but you're going to then start focusing on characteristics and who, who would you become? How would you evolve yourself? What would you be thinking about? What would your edge be, right? This is super interesting, actually. Uh, what, I, what I like most about the shift that you're, one, you're taking time out of the equation, which I think is brilliant. Because I don't think actually the idea of goal setting is necessarily bad. Like I actually love the, the practice, the habit of being like, this is what I want. Right. It's actually taking away the, the timeline altogether. That now takes it from this like pinpointed thing. I'm going to get by this moment in time to just this, this thing that I want. The second piece I loved most was the shift towards who I have to be or who I have to embody or what do I have to embody in order for the thing I want to be a natural byproduct of my existence. So it's almost like you're, and I think we've talked about this off the mic, just this idea of expanding in every direction instead of linearly. Like you're not actually like taking the step-by-step -step ladder to getting where you want to get to. You're just, you're, you're saying what you want and then you're, you're, you're expanding the question by encompassing all that has to be in order for that to happen. And then you're allowing those two sort of ideas to dictate a set of actions 
And I don't mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I think having a plan is, is a great, especially if you have teams or if you have other people that have to rely on you, like it's a useful tool to communicate. But what I'm, what I'm gathering from you is it's way more important to get clear on who you have to be instead of what you have to do. Yeah. And that's not even just limited to one person, right? It can be your entire team that you're engaging in that conversation. Well, who would we become? What traits would we be embodying? And are we actually being that version of us, right? As a, as a collective or as an entity, And it can be a fun little exploration to find the different places, the different areas, right, that you can expand into. It's like if you were saying, I want to get fit, you wouldn't just go to the gym and like work on your abs. You would go to the gym, you would work all the different muscles in your body. You would also be looking at your nutrition. Maybe then you start thinking about meditation. Maybe you incorporate, I don't know maybe a Fitbit, right? Maybe you start tracking your sleep, so on and so forth, because the the intention is like, I want to be healthy. I want to be fit. And so it's, what are all the ways in which I, I can evolve towards that? And maybe you don't focus on them all at the same time, but you're open to exploring in these different ways because sometimes we think we have to do or or even become a certain way to get a goal, right? Like this whole idea that, oh, the common thing that millionaires have in common is they all get up before yeah. 5 a.m. And I'm like, mm. yeah. <laughs> most of my circle is like hitting me up there. They're like 10 a.m., 10.30. Oh, I'm just getting up, getting my cup of coffee. And I'm like, shit, <laughs> I'm a mom. I gotta get, gotta get my kid to school. So I am up at 6.30. but if you are setting the intention of like, oh, I have to start getting up before 5am in order to create that and all your focus is on that. Well, actually, maybe what's more aligned for you is maybe your energy works best at night. And you are someone who is better suited to sleep in later in the morning. So we end up limiting ourselves in so many ways when we force ourselves to think like, oh, This intention of becoming a millionaire, for example, can only come if I am this way. Instead of looking at and expanding into all the ways that it might happen, because there's infinite possibilities. Right. And I think that's why, I mean, in the infinite possibility, I think it always just comes back to why I've always felt like any type of goal vision that allows you to expand and grow is actually giving you the highest likelihood of experiencing the things that you set out to experience in your life. Like there's, there's, there's something about the pursuit of growth that just kind of creates a trail of fun, of riches, if you want to call them that, of, of fulfilling experiences. Like, like one of the things I've been really playing with recently, like I, I just got done with recently, like my own yearly reflection and thinking about what I want to create. And before I even thought about what I wanted, What I've learned to now sit with is, all right, I want this thing. I want the million dollars. Okay, well, let's go behind that. What is the feeling that a million dollars creates for me? Then I start to explore the feeling. I'm like, okay, like, what is that feeling? Is it freedom? Is it choice? Is it safety? Is it the fulfillment of giving it away? Like, what are the feelings that I want? And then from there, what are all the other things that could possibly create those feelings for me? 
and letting those feeling states actually be the things that are guiding, like, what do I want in my life? How do I want it? When do I want it by? And so on and so forth. And, and I think that's something that, that's a shift I'm starting to make from that thinking mind to more of the feeling, feeling state. Like, I guess from your own journey, what role does feeling and the feeling states actually play inside of creation and expansion and attraction? And, and how do you incorporate them into your own processes for, for deciding what you want in your life? Yeah, I have quite a similar process myself because we never actually want the thing that it is that we want. It, we no. want what we think it's going to get us, right? And that's usually a feeling. However, if we don't identify that or if we're not connected or aware of that, one of two things happens or both. <laughs> Either we are completely devoid of that feeling until we get XYZ. And then when we get it, it's only temporary, right? So you mentioned like safety. Well, if I need a million dollars in order to feel safe all along that journey, I'm going to feel unsafe, right? Until I get that. However, then there's going to be another thing. Yeah, There's going to be something else because you're human. And that's what we do. We we expand and we explore and we have this innate desire for quote unquote more. Or we can focus on, well, what in this moment can I follow that creates the feeling of safety, right? And as I'm following that, it can create the million dollars as a byproduct. Then we get to experience our desires fulfilled along the journey, like while we're going. and. We also get the benefit when we've created that reality, we've already become the person that's like a match to that reality. And so it's just like an obvious, of course, I've made a million dollars thing because I've been taking these steps all along the way to get there. It's not like this huge jump in your identity. Yeah, that's the big thing. You're not like getting there and then becoming the person you are being the person. And as a result, just getting there because that's what people who are being that get to. Did I say that right? I don't know if I said that right. I said that in some way. I think I butchered the whole thing, but that's fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like the, it's, it's the opposite. I have a curious question for you. So what role do you think, I guess, creating versus like waiting, allowing surrendering, like the dance between, I guess, like the the masculine and the feminine, like what role do both of those play in actively experiencing your best life? Mm, I love this question. Because of the work that I've done and like how people perceive me, I get a lot of questions around like the feminine aspects more, mainly because so many people have been so much in the yang, that there's like a deficiency. And so sometimes people go from one extreme to another and think, oh, I've been so hustle, grind, force in order to make things happen that now I need to like, I need to completely surrender. And they think that surrender means like, I just give up and like, give it all to God, give it all to the universe, right? And I'm just like waiting for Sky Daddy to just rain abundance down on me like 
dollar bills. <laughs> Sky Daddy. <laughs> Shout out to Sky Daddy. <laughs> um, and the universe doesn't really work that way. It's like a call and response dance back and forth. And the universe is showing up as a reflection of who you're showing up as first. Yep. Right. It's It's like, you got to make the first move. And so the first move or the aligned action towards that deeper desire doesn't have to even be huge stuff, right? Like we always hear this, Oh, you just need to like take a massive leap, so on and so forth. Sometimes maybe, but also we can't negate the value of like, what if you just like today <laughs> dressed like that version of yourself, right? Well, then you would be you would be feeling that energy and then that would start infecting all of the other things that you're doing, right? And then it's just like this daily compounding effect. Shout out to the book, The Compound Effect. My favorite book. <laughs> Great. That book changed my Great life. Book, right? That book, also Atomic Habits speaks about the same thing. And it's cool because like the compound effect, I'm glad you brought that up and in, 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 in relation to wearing what you want to wear to feel the way you want to feel. That's such an underrated thing. And it's those micro commitments to embodiment of the person that has those deepest desires of the version of you that this, a few years ago, I, I really came, I mean, actually, this was a little while back, but have you seen the Matthew McConaughey Oscar speech? I think I saw it. Oh my God. If you have, I'm going to send it to you right after this. Like, it's so good. Like he, it's like when he won his, his Oscar award for Dallas Buyers Club, he gave the speech and in the speech, he was like, you know, there's three things in my life that I need each day. One is something to look up to. Another is something to look forward to. Another is someone to chase. And first one was thing I look up to is God. Second one was thing I look forward to is family. Third one was someone to chase. And he had this whole thing around like when he was 16, he had this, mentor asked who his hero was and Matthew McConaughey was he's like oh it's me in 10 years and then when he turned 26 his mentor asked him the same question so are you your hero yet he said no way my hero's 10 years ahead of me so I love that idea and it kind of comes back to what we're talking about right now which is like yeah you might not be that person but you can visualize what the person is like who am I in 10 years like who's that baller like who's that G that has it all figured out. And can I actually channel that person today? Can I, can I live into that person's values today? Can I think, dream, feel, can I dress? Can I, can I approach somebody like that person? Like, you know, you may not have all the things you want, but you can take the micro actions that are in alignment with that person now without having to wait. In fact, that's something that's in our, like the choice to be the choice to embody is is ours in any moment. Yes. Drop mic. <laughs> Why are we even podcasting? Done. Done. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I love that you think that it's underrated because I also think it's super underrated. I use like my environment, what I wear, what I smell. So I talk about this actually a lot. <laughs> Probably way too much and I've gotten people addicted but I absolutely am obsessed with oud oil. It smells amazing. It is something so small. It is one of the most expensive ingredients for perfumes and colognes. 
You can also get the pure oil as well, but it's great for manifesting. And there's something about just like taking a little bit of time every day, like literally five seconds (laughs) to wear what I love. Real quick. You just said something that I think could be interpreted as extremely woo-woo, but I know that it's actually very intentionally used in your language. So I actually want to call it out. Like when you said it's great for manifesting, can you actually break that down and like really share like, why is that? Like, why is something as simple as a scent? Can you break that down for yourself? Absolutely. Yes, there's like a woo-woo thing, but let's just like keep it very practical and and grounded since this is a stay grounded podcast come back down from sky daddy back to back to, <laughs> to, to mama earth <laughs> mama earth oh my gosh I love i've never made that connection and now. so good oh, oh that's great let's just think about basic like the way that humans work and function let's say that Raj, when you were little, let's say there was like this favorite dessert that you had. Okay. Every time you go and you smell that dessert, you're going to be drawn towards it. There's a, a psychological association that's happening. So then let's say that you go and you meet someone and they smell like that dessert. Actually, there's been science, scientific research on this. I think it's like men in bacon. Um, <laughs> where if the, a woman wears bacon no. scented something, it's a thing. It's not Raj's, a thing. It's not a thing. This is a, don't smell definitely. like bacon around your man. Just don't do it. <laughs> All the women listening, please don't listen to Mikosi right now. Like, Put the bacon on. No, I'm just kidding. But... <laughs> There is something about that where that draws you to that reality, right? Mm. That is pulling you towards that. All of us have had an experience where maybe we felt crappy and then we put on a song and it shifted our mood or we felt like crap and then we got dressed because we had to go to a party or whatever. And then we were able to get into the mood for the party. It's the same concept, right? But with scent in particular, I just love scent because it's a it's something that's like so simple and so accessible, right? We can we can play and like create different emotions and different states of being from scent. Like when I'm working, I use vetiver oil and it helps me to focus. Right now, I'm like having conversations, doing interviews. And so I've got like this more kind of like relaxed mood type of candle lit right now. And so these are like the feminine arts where we begin to understand that the environment that you plant the seed in is the most important thing to determine how that seed grows and develops. You are the seed. Your environment is not just like the place that you live. It's like the environment of your body, how you how you take care of yourself. It's the people you surround yourself with. It's the location or the city that you find yourself in, so on and so forth. It's why we feel different 
when we go on a vacation, we're in a different environment. And those different environments call different qualities out of us. So when I put on my oud oil in the morning, that's my, I'm a boss oil. Like I put it on and I feel like a queen. I feel like an empress type of vibe. And I carry myself differently when I'm wearing that versus if I just like, I don't know, threw on like some bath and body works. <laughs> yeah. Right. So most of us are like so focused on the seed. What do I have to do to get this to grow? But we don't put ourselves in environments that actually create a container for that seed to grow at its at its fullest capacity I love with, with the right soil, the right nutrients, the right amount of sunlight, so on and so forth. This is so good. I traditionally I've been a very messy human being. Like I, you know, just I don't know, I was always messy. Like I leave stuff around. I just and recently, it wasn't too long ago, Gina got a little upset at me. She got annoyed. So she's like, God, don't you want your place to be fit for a king? She said that, and and I didn't think about it much, and you know, it's kind of. But now that we're having this conversation, and you just described the way that the scent brings out this empress in you, it kind of makes me realize like how you do one thing is how you do everything, and it's not that you're trying to get hit this goal of being healthy. You're actually just you're trying to become an athlete, like in some ways, like you're embodying that lifestyle. And you can't just fake it in one area of life and not have it in another. So like the environment that you're in, the daily choices that you make, yes, there's an opportunity to sit back and rest and be all that. And paying attention to your environment, I guess I, I didn't even consider that to be as valuable. Well, not as valuable. It's not valuable. It's not the right word. I think I am like, what am I holding myself back from? I think is a question I'm now sitting within myself. Like, cause I feel like I've got a lot of really powerful practices to get me into that state, but my physical environment itself, like, I guess, do you have any like thoughts on this concept? I'd love to unpack it with you. Just yes. air my dirty laundry everywhere. Right. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm, I, this is so good. This is so good because it is an undervalued or underrated thing. And even, I don't know, maybe during the pandemic, people started waking up to the importance of their environment a little bit more because, oh, all of a sudden they had to be home yeah. <laughs> and like with their stuff. But I'm going to say that really, you know, who you are is most evident when there aren't people around. Right. And so I start looking at who am I being like when people aren't around, mm. right? Because if we look at the ego aspect of us, our personality, so on and so forth, we can turn on and turn off different aspects, right? Like there are introverts who turn on extroversion to survive in the world, right? Or to make it to a certain level, so on and so forth. But what I'm looking for is I want to bring all of me in all of my life. I don't compartmentalize. Yeah. So you, you can't see it right now. I mean, there's a little bit of mess right now because I was wrapping some gifts. But 
I intentionally curate our entire space because when I step into it, I might not be aware of it, but it's reflecting my identity back to me. Mm. Mm. Right? These velvet curtains, by the way, sometimes I will say things and they just sound so uh, like out of reach. These are from Amazon. (laughs) These are Amazon velvet curtains with rods from Ikea, okay, that are like gold. But they look fabulous and they feel. It's about the feeling. It's not so much about, oh, they have to be expensive. There's some things that are just like super expensive that just don't feel great to me. It's allowing for you to intentionally focus energy on on your expression, not just like this being, right? But seeing your space also as your expression, where you live, like places have identities, right? If I tell you, I'm going to go meet some people in San Diego, saying that for a reason, Um, (laughs) I'm going to go meet some people in San Diego right? Automatically, there's an association of like the kind of person Mm. that lives in San Diego, because there's an environment that's been crafted and curated from the energy of the people there. If I say I'm going to go to New York and visit with some people there, there's a certain kind of way of being that goes along with the energy of New York. And so A lot of people like skip out on this stuff. And it's funny because we have like this running joke in my containers because so many of my clients, they start working with me. And one of the byproducts is like they end up moving, (laughs) not as an intentional thing, but they come to realize that they've planted their seed in either a house or a city or, you know, maybe there's someone living in their house (laughs) that isn't giving them the the kind of soil that's going to allow for their seed to grow into that plant, that magnificent tree that they're destined to be. Well, what's important to remember is it starts with your internal state. And then I love the expression of that into your environment, into your people. And everybody that is in your life is actually a mirror back to you, right? So if you're with the wrong person, it's actually a mirror back to you. If you're in the wrong partnership business deal, it's a mirror back to you. If your place isn't reflective of what's happening, it's all a mirror for what's happening. And I think that's so powerful because not only is it an opportunity to to find aspects of yourself that you get to elevate and grow and expand, right? But it's also a chance for you to to be the creator on a, on a, on a micro scale. I love this quote. I remember... Um, when I first heard about manifesting and all that stuff, like uh, I remember hearing this this thing about Jim Carrey. Have you heard the Jim Carrey thing where he put a, a check for $10 million in his wallet and he just kept it in there. And every night he would, you know, drive through Beverly Hills and he would just tell himself, yeah, you know, this is my home. I just, you know, it, I'm not actually in it yet, but these are, these are, this is my home. And he would just do that and the feeling would just happen you know, eventually it ended up coming true. Like he got $10 million for Dumb and Dumber, right? So the that is a whole nother conversation. But the micro commitments that we get to make to creating these feeling states within ourselves, I think I'm, I'm this conversation is making me very aware of how important the micro commitments are. And it's a really good reminder because I think 
I tend to be very big picture, very big, like visionary, live in the clouds. But coming back down to the basics, like, hey, look, like, how do I want to feel? And how does my place help me feel even more than the way I feel already? And it's like, it's not actually accepting the baseline of, hey, I'm actually doing great right now. But it's like, no, like, how can I experience the most? Like, what is that most? How does it taste? How does it feel? How do I walk in it? What do I lie on? What am I feeling on my skin? What are the sensations? Commanding that in my space and, and doing it from that space of like, like I said, I'm a, I'm a king. And, and having that energy to it has a very different I don't know why this is all connecting for me right now. Like I'm, 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 I'm getting, I'm getting the lights. The lights are clicking on. Like the lights were slow to click on, but I think this is what Gino was talking about a little while ago, and I didn't really consider it until you just said it. And I'm, this is back to like this is a whole other conversation. But like I feel like the feminine in general has like this. I don't know if you you have experience with this with your husband, but like I feel like Gino sometimes just says shit. She'll just say stuff and like, she won't even realize what she's saying. She'll just say it. And then all of a sudden it'll take my fat head, like a month of like trying to figure things out in a different way. And then all of a sudden I'll come back and be like, Oh, that's what you meant. I had to go through all this process to get to the place that she just naturally intuitively was like, what are you doing? Boom. I, things would just be easier if I just listened. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's something I'm, I'm very much learning to appreciate about the feminine, the, in, the intuitive sort of sense of like, you know, the feeling intuition that's so connected to so much more than this. But anyways, no, I, I, I appreciate this conversation a lot and I appreciate your intentionality with it because it's something that I actually admired in you before we even started this conversation. Like, you know, we were just talking about how, like, how I just love the way you're presenting yourself. And the way that you're showing up, it's not that it has never been there. It's always been there. Like you were on the show last year. You're like, I've known you for a while. Like we've been friends. It's, but there's, there's an intentionality with which you're showing up with. And I think that speaks volumes to now the abundance that's following, right. And the, and the way you're creating and the way you're manifesting. And so I think there's a lot of beauty to the way you're, you're bringing awareness to this very important idea that connects to goals. Like, I don't know if you would want to riff off of that, but just... Yeah. I mean, before we started talking, before we hit record, because we were talking, <laughs> you know, we were talking a little bit about my rebrand and, and what's come out of that. And I really intentionally started some of the quote unquote work on this. It's been about a, a year and a half or so. And it, I started with with my own style, actually. And it became this game because I, I, like I like a game. I'm a former gamer. I don't know if people know that about me. I used to play World of Warcraft. Wow. Yeah. I had to stop though because I was playing like nine hours a day. My, this was when my husband and I were like first dating. I was a gamer before that. Gamer turned shaman turned like, <laughs> what are you now? Like, I don't even know what to call know. you anymore. <laughs> I don't know, but I love these kind of games. And I, I wanted to play this game where I could see how much I could bring out all of the aspects of me integrated at the same time. So I started doing that with style first. And so I started each morning like curating an outfit for myself. By the way, most of the time, nobody sees me. 
And so people see me like dressing fabulously and sometimes they might judge it and be like, this is, you are extra. I am extra to myself. Okay. I dress like this. No one's around and I'm still good for you. I love that. It's me and how I express myself. Now, sometimes I've just, I'm like, okay, this is a, this is a yoga pants day. Okay, cool. And I fully love that too. Although my yoga pants are leopard print, but, um, (laughs) I started intentionally crafting my style on like paradox because I am like my archetype is what you would call like a bridge or a paradox. I am the lover and the sage, or I am poison and medicine all in one. And so I started playing with different archetypes in my style. Like how can I bring that out and all these different aspects. So that's now kind of filtered out into my brand. What tends to happen whenever you are a personal brand, people on your marketing team, or if you have an agency or whatever, they tend to look at you and be like, this is what your audience thinks of you. And so we just want to reflect that to them so that it like makes sense, right? And that, that's essentially what branding is. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Actually, what I want to do is I want to bring, I want to bring an expression of the different aspects of me. There are some people who have been like, oh, you shouldn't curse because that might turn off so on, so on, the, the, the. no, but I do. Like, it's me. Or, oh, you know, you're kind of like magnetic and seductive. And there's like also like a little sexuality there. And so maybe you shouldn't be funny because the funny is like throwing that off. And I'm like, no, I'm also funny. And so I just accept all of that and then allow for that expression to come out, whether it's in my space, whether it's my style, whether it's my brand, whether it's my content, so on and so forth. What's your life? My playground. What's your life? And that's what I think bringing it all back. Like, what do you want your life to be? Right? Like, this is the time of the year where all of us are thinking about that. We just got off of a roller coaster of a 2021 and now we're starting to really explore like, what do we want? And I think what I'm appreciating most about your approach to creation, your approach to the dance, if you would, with the universe is how you're starting with you. You're starting with how you want to feel and then you're channeling that expression through your work, through your content, through your outfits, through your space, through your relationships intentionally really, really looking at that relationship, you with you first, right? Because even, I I love that. Like the fact that you dress up for yourself, that's the most important thing. And even making that choice every single day, if you made that choice, like I can't imagine how different, like you would just like, it's like the person that chooses to make that a priority, right? Like what other things does that, it's like, it's like a beautiful leading question into embodying that 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 aspect of you that does shine at the highest level. And I just really appreciate that reminder because I think we're all looking for a framework. We're all looking for this like 10 steps to Valhalla. And like, we're just constantly looking for like this, this one trick pony to get us what we want. But I think the most consistent one trick pony is actually get to know you and choose you. And then from there, really, really get clear on how you want to feel and then start playing 
And I love the playful aspect because, you know, I think and this is something I've been really playing with a lot more. Like I read this quote the other day. I don't know who said it. It was like, you heal so you can play and then you play so you can serve. I loved that like conversation because like when you're playing at your highest level, you're actually serving at your highest gifts. And so when we can bring more play into our lives, I mean, it just creates the most delicious dance that also is fun and also helps people and also allows you to shine and experience your best. And yeah, I just, I see that so much in you. That's why I'm like, I'm such a big fan. Like I'm such a huge fan of the, the Makosi, like, like in all of it. Like I'm just such a, I just, I just love all that you are. Cause I, cause I know the seriousness, like I know it, I've experienced it. Like you set my ass straight last year in the most, and, and anybody who's hearing this right now, like go listen to the podcast with, Makosi last year, like I was in a very different space or not last year, almost two years ago now. It was in 2020, I think. Yeah. Almost two years ago, like go listen to it. Cause I was in a very different space and she was also still radically her, you know, and it's just cool. So I just appreciate you so much. You're just so great. Oh, thanks Raj. Yeah. I mean, can we talk about transformation of you over the past <laughs> two years? Like, what? What? It's wow. It's been amazing to see. And um, I am so grateful. Number one, that like I get to come back. How cool is it that like we're doing this again? Yeah. And it just seems like yesterday. <laughs> like it seems like yesterday and also a lifetime at the same time. That's how we know time really isn't real because the feeling of it is hard to explain. But yeah, there's, there's, yeah, this, this seriousness for sure there. But ultimately, like I've realized, number one, we are all fucking this up. Like none of us are getting this right because there's not a, a way to do that. And so when you take that pressure off and you, you know, I realized I was in Egypt with some of our crew. And we were really talking about being divine and so on and so forth. And I, re- I had this huge realization. I was like, I actually don't want to try to be divine. I want to try to be as human as possible. Mm. Like, I want to be human, like fully human. And imagine what the world would look like if all of us allowed ourselves to be fully human, what kind of connection would we have and the level of intimacy and the level of acceptance of ourselves would we embody if we allowed ourselves to be fully human? That to me is so juicy, delicious to think about. And then not just think about, not just sky daddy, bring it down to mama earth, right? How do I then take that into like this day? How do I bring more, more depth yes. into my human experience? Mm-hmm. Not always trying to get out of my body and like, oh, I need to go have peak experiences. Where's the plant medicine? All of those things can be really great tools. However, I also <laughs> am here to be human, right? If we all have this divine spark in us, well, we chose to be human for a reason. And we can't just negate that and devalue what it means to like fully be human and play in all that that means. Does it mean this? It does my human mean 
like this and we try it on and we feel into it. Ooh, is that me? I saw, speaking of quotes, I have been just exploring and I, I noticed that there's really like these, these four stages to the work that I'm doing. Also to just stages of growth, evolution, enlightenment. The first stage, of course, you're kind of in robot mode or you're unaware. The second stage, you awaken to the light. Maybe you become aware of, I actually can create what I want. You start playing with and exploring the things that you like about yourself, so on and so forth. Then the third stage, which usually is where people drop off, is then you awaken to your darkness. Mm. You awaken to your darkness and then you begin to you know, explore the things about you that maybe you don't think are great, that you judge, that you suppress, right? For me, one of those aspects was my sensuality or my natural magnetism and seductiveness because when I was a little girl, that attracted a lot of bad intentions from other people. And so I suppressed that. And then I realized through the exploration, I'm like, no, there's like a gift here. It's a light. There's a light in that, in that I can use that ability to then bring people to see themselves, which brings me to the fourth stage. And the fourth stage is where you awaken to you, all of you work in the light. For me, now it just becomes about how, what are all the different ways I can share that and show people themselves and the freedom, freedom to be fully yourself, be fully human. I think our last conversation on the podcast was about sovereignty. I think that's, that was the common theme is around freedom. And I, and I think I, I think that's what I appreciate most about this work, the work of expansion, because even the light and the dark can't exist without each other. Like you don't know the light unless you you can see the dark. Like it's they're all just polarities, and you can't have an interpretation of right without somebody telling you what is wrong. And so all of these these dual concepts come around the same central core thing, and that core thing is is you. It's all of you. It's everything, and that's why I, I feel like even for me over the last few years, like it's truly been this, this unraveling of becoming aware that I have conscious creator in me to then becoming aware of the shadow and the darkness and, and learning to love all of it, love myself through all of it, in all of it, as all of it. And freedom then is just a natural byproduct of the work. Like back to goals. Like it's not that I'm trying to be free, but in this pursuit of love, which is this is a journey of love, the greatest journey of love, the most most powerful story of love that's ever been told is the one that you write for yourself. And in this journey, where you end up at the end of the day is with all of you. And I just can't think of a more important journey. I can't think of a more profoundly impactful journey. And I can't think of one that's more fun. So I just, I, I love you, Makosi. I think you're just such a, baller. And I'm just grateful that I get to call you a friend and a soul sister. And it's just, it's so amazing. Like, so I guess for everybody listening, I, like, where can they find you? What are you doing? Like, who are you? <laughs> yeah. Am I? That is the big question. 
Um, I am in the exploration of that, and you can come and join me. Um, most of the time, you can find me usually on the Instagrams at the Royal Shaman, also on YouTube or my website, theroyalshaman.com. Highly recommend checking it out because it's pretty epic. I love it. But like, what am I working on? So uh, there's going to be a book in 2022 that's happening, hopefully by the fall. That's the timeline. So we are working on that. There will be a book soon. Very, very happy. As well as, you know, I'm just out there speaking, doing the interviews. I've been so blessed. I've had the most incredible people come into, um, into my containers over the past six months to a year. Every day that I, I'm like around them, I'm like, how did this even happen? Because they're just like some of the most incredible, magical human beings really devoted to their evolution. And of course, humanity will benefit as a natural byproduct of that. Um, and so I love it. I am just like living life to the fullest and inviting everyone to do the same. Mm. Well, I, I've already mentioned this, but big fan. Everybody check out Makosi. Go follow her. Go tell her. You, just say hi. Go say hi. Tell her how much this, this conversation was just awesome. All the things. I got one last question for you, Makosi. In the yes. midst of everything you are doing, everywhere you've been and everywhere you're going, how do you stay grounded? Mm. Lately, I have really been staying grounded in my role as a mother and a wife. I am very aware that as a society, we have kind of, I don't know, there's something about like, it's really great for a man to like be so into his family. I also <laughs> am really down with my family. <laughs> and yeah, my son keeps me grounded every day when he's like, Mom, you're so weird. <laughs> you're embarrassing me, Mom. It's always just like a really great reminder that it really, no matter how quote unquote big things might get, what is more important or, or valuable than that connection with those who are, you know, who, who I love and they keep me, uh, I'm getting away from using the word humble. They're not keeping me humble, but they are keeping me grounded in the present moment. You know, I, I love you. You kept bringing up the word connected. Like uh, that's actually my word for 2022 connected. And I, I think when I, as I think about the word grounded, like to me, I think that's, they're both hand in hand. I actually also don't really keep me humble. Doesn't necessarily resonate. I have been humbled. That's different, but keeping me humble. I just, I don't resonate either, but keeping me connected, grounded, nourished to some level of like a greater purpose. I think that to me, it's kind of what I'm hearing from you. And I think that's, I think it's really beautiful. So, uh, Makosi, you're the best. Thanks again for being here and just sharing your magic. But everybody, that is a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I'm your host, Raj. This is your old slash new friend, Makosi. And from us, stay grounded. Chat soon. 
Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to live an extraordinary life. For more resources and support, please visit www.rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded to join the official Stay Grounded Facebook group, a place where aspiring life enthusiasts can connect and ignite passion for life together. My hope is that the positivity, content, resources, and support in this group will resonate with you on a deeper level. That what you hear in our podcast, read in our thoughtful posts, or learn in our courses will empower you to live with intention, uncover true purpose, and challenge the internal dialogues that stop you from being who you really want to be in your life. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.